Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to r slash pro revenge where this dude gets revenge on a horribly racist and bigoted business owner Now a quick word of warning before we get into this one It does start with a little bit of technical jargon, but the payoff is so worth it This is one of the most wholesome revenge stories i've read and I can guarantee you you won't regret it if you stick around for the whole thing How I screwed over a racist horrible bigoted business owner and likely resulted in him going out of business faster This occurred in a southern state. I won't mention the state because well, you'll see I was an account manager for a digital marketing company We sold lead generation services to business owners to generate leads One of our key selling features was if you turned on call tracking numbers and recorded phone calls We'd guarantee you x amount of leads based upon why spend and if we failed to meet that You'd be entitled to partial or if we really failed potentially a full refund Some things quickly to note about advertising ctn stands for call tracking number It's a unique number that's assigned to a certain point of advertising that consumers call This number is only on that piece of advertising It routes to the business line and unless the consumer is very observant They have no idea they are using a ctn call recording if you turn on ctns We can record the calls and store the audio on our servers the business has to consent to this also when you call You'll hear a message. This call is recorded for quality assurance type of thing Both of those are required to be eligible for our service guarantee Story time part one the lay of the land The business in question was a small dad and son contracting company with a couple of employees They primarily focused on smaller jobs such as windows drainage finishing, etc Unfortunately, this business owner was a royal pain in the butt He went back years and his account was filled with nothing but complaints Also, there was a strong suspicion that he was racist because his last account manager was black. The business owner, who we will name Scott, refused to ever meet in person with the previous manager. Also, I was white and he had no issues finding the time to sit down with me and tell me how trash our service is. Well, it's coming up to do contract renewal and he says we aren't producing his leads and he wants to put in a claim for failing to meet our service guarantee. I spoke to my manager about this and he said he wants me to listen to his calls, write a detailed report and present my findings to him. The manager is worried this may end up in court due to the dollar amounts involved nearly a whole working week of hours later i probably spent dang near 40 hours on this and i wrote a detailed 24 page report outlining the results of our advertising to say i shred this business owner's business practices is an understatement the report was a straight up attack on his poor customer service skills disorganization inability to execute and complete and total failure of anything resembling any sense of standard business practices that just make logical sense i will share with you a 
a few examples of the types of calls I listen to. Small calls where multiple phone calls are truly epic in their total incompetence. Customer one. This one was a small time landlord who had three different properties that had received a quote from Scott for work. The landlord had accepted Scott's quote and agreed to do business. In one voicemail message, he offered to pay a deposit to start work. Throughout four voicemail messages, this poor landlord went from, hey, I want to pay you, to, are you okay, to, why the frick aren't you returning my calls? Yes, I said voicemails. Scott had gone out to this man's properties, quoted his pricing, and then straight up refused to do anything more. Why? I legit got no idea. I called the customer in question and said I was the quality assurance agency and was doing a survey on Scott's performance. The guy ended up paying Scott's competitor about 15% more to do the work and was utterly beside himself on why Scott ignored him. I was also confused. FYI, all my calls were recorded and put into the company records. Customer 2. This one in particular really annoys me. Again, the public housing office called Scott to get a quote on work that involved 25 different homes. Scott was kind enough to answer the phone this time, which ironically was one of the few freaking times he ever answered the phone. Initially, Scott sounded happy to get such a big profitable job. Then Scott learned two things. It was section 8 housing and it was a neighborhood that was black slash hispanic immediately upon learning this scott informed the housing office that unfortunately he's super booked not true and that this area is actually out of his service area again not true the housing office was confused and was like so you're not interested in bidding and scott said no i'm not and hung up he didn't even say goodbye So I did a quality assurance call to the housing office and the lady was completely confused why Scott wasn't even remotely interested in the job. Luckily for Scott, the lady didn't connect that Scott was a racist idiot because discrimination against protected class is a crime. Customer three. It was an overseas phone number from Japan. A service member stayed up late to call Scott during his business hours. This person told Scott he was deployed overseas. Still, over the weekend, someone broke into his home back in the States where Scott operated out of. He was trying to arrange for a new door. He mentioned this was an emergency as his wife was being forced to stay at a hotel. Scott never returned his calls nor made any effort to contact him on the email he provided or called the wife who was local. It was a super easy job that Scott could have done in about an hour or so and made a solid profit. I think that's enough examples. Yes, I completely agree. Remember guys that Scott is trying to get a refund from this company because they haven't generated him enough leads, allegedly. Whereas clearly we can see from all these examples, they absolutely have. Scott is just being lazy and not even doing his job. So then, part two, review and plan. The actual report at the end said out of the X phone calls, Scott failed to properly service the leads in about 70% of the cases and that I could keep on going on still i felt that after x number there was a clear trend that had been established it wasn't that our service wasn't producing leads for scott it was that scott was a racist bigoted idiot who everyone freaking hated obviously i said that in more professional language when i presented the report to my manager he looked at it and went dang 24 pages i asked if it was fine and he smiled and said i got a pretty good idea of what this is going to say he said he'd review it and get back to me so a day later he came to me and said he'd gone over the report the vp had gone over the report and he asked what i thought the recommended course of action should be my recommendation remove all discounts charge scott total price for our services and clearly explain to him that our job is to provide him with leads it's his job to sell those leads if he can't convert our leads into business that's not our problem scott was getting a 70 percent discount our price was built with discounts in mind my manager was like he'll probably cancel and i asked my manager and is that a problem 
If Scott was going to remain my client, he was going to pay dearly for that privilege. If he wasn't willing to pay, I was very happy to let him walk. My manager smiled and said, nope. Part three, the meeting. My manager and I called Scott and arranged a meeting. I created a PowerPoint summarizing my findings. About a third of the way through, Scott gives in and tells me to get to the point. I knew this was going to be a heated meeting, so I wanted my manager present both as support and a witness. So I explained to Scott that it's our job to bring him leads and it's his job to sell them. His failure to do that is not our problem. He gets irritable and angry and my manager backs me up. He goes, fine, I'll renew my contract at the same rate. To which I go, yeah, you see, you didn't let me get to that part. We have new pricing for you. Scott goes, lower? I go, oh no, not lower. My manager smirks. Scott asked me for the new rates. I hit him at the full rate, which was three times what he was paying. Scott is furious with me, says I'm overcharging him, says I'm ripping him off, says I'm a horrible salesperson. He tells my manager I should be fired for treating him like this. My manager looks at me and I've been waiting for the moment. Truth be told, I gave zero Fs what Scott thought of me. If anything, my goal was to get him to cancel. Scott, I say, you're a challenging client. Therefore, the pricing of our service needs to reflect the challenge of providing you service. So we will be charging you our full rates. If you'd like, I'd be happy to go over why this ROI still makes sense based upon our past performance. This was wording I'd gone over with my management before using it. My manager felt it was fine. It felt so amazing to say those words. It was the nicest way that I could say, you're an idiot. If I'm going to work with you, it's got to be worth my while. Scott says we're a bunch of greedy freaking pricks. He says, I'm going to cancel. To which I said, that is an outcome we've decided is acceptable if that's what you choose to do. Scott huffs and goes, And what about my refund? Dismayed, I go, Scott, we've clearly demonstrated we did our part. The reason why you aren't bringing in sales is because of your company's inability to close on the leads we generate. To which Scott goes, so you're saying I don't know what I'm doing? To which I say, Scott, if you agree to sign at the new rates, I'd be happy to sit down with you and help you free of charge on how to improve your sales techniques and close more of your leads. This is me telling him he doesn't know how to run his business and was very much meant as an insult. Scott goes, nah, F you, I'm calling my lawyer. I go, so I take you're not going to renew? He goes, F no. My manager goes, that's fine. Would you like us to email you our report on your leads? Scott goes, sure, I'll show my lawyer. FYI, we never heard from Scott's lawyer. We wish Scott a good day and he leaves. Later, we wrote him an email, attached a report, and also told him if his lawyer would like the recording in question, we can send that file over as well. Our bases were covered and we knew it. I suspect he also came to the same realization, but he had too much pride to admit that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Part four, make sure that dagger is nice and deep. A few weeks go by and my manager says that we've got to shut down Scott's account. So I need to call him and ask him what he wants to do with his CTN numbers, which we control. In our contract, we say at the end of the agreement, the customer has the right to have the numbers ported over for a fee. It would have been normal to waive the fee as a gesture of goodwill, but Scott desired zero goodwill and he received what he desired. I tell my manager there's no way I'm porting the numbers for free. And just like his quote, I'm charging him full rate 
$15 a number. The total came out to just a bit over $100. So I call Scott. I get his voicemail, but he doesn't answer. I write him a registered letter, and in that letter, I outlined he has 30 days to respond. We have his CTNs, and if he's willing to pay a $15 per number port fee, we'll transfer those numbers over to his phone provider. One morning, I woke up to about a dozen hateful text messages in which Scott told me to go freaking burn in hell. I took that to mean that Scott wasn't interested in porting over his phone numbers, and I reviewed those texts with my manager. We saved those messages and uploaded it to his accounts. So, is that all? Of course not. Part 5. But wait, there's more. So here I was with seven CTN numbers that had been in service for literally years. Those seven numbers were saved in Scott's customers' phones. And to many of Scott's customers, those numbers were Scott's number. Obviously, they wouldn't be advertised to anyone, but that doesn't mean they won't produce phone calls. Now, if I just let the numbers die, the customers will call and simply be told, this number is no longer in service. Now, I'm not entirely sure if what I did here was legal, but it's been quite a few years, so I feel comfortable about introducing you to Bob. Bobby Bobby was another southern boy, but as much of a butthole as Scott was, Bobby was a sweetheart. His mum would bake me pies for our meetings. He was a complete joy to work with. Bobby also owned a similar business to Scotty, but Bobby's business was more advanced, did more types of jobs, and also serviced the same area. So, I submitted a service request to pull all of Scott's seven CTNs to Bobby's accounts, and I waived the fee. All of a sudden, hundreds of Scott's customers would think they were calling Scott, but they'd get Bobby. Bobby had all his calls routed to his secretary, Ashley, who was an angel. Ashley was also a wickedly talented saleswoman, and I know for a fact she'd be able to take Scott's clients and convert them for Bobby. So that's what I did. I had those seven CTNs ported over to Bobby. This did a few things that benefited nearly everyone involved. One, Bobby got more business. Two, I produced more leads for Bobby, which means Bobby was comfortable with spending more money with me, which meant I made more money. And three, Scott's old customers got a better service. And finally, part six, capitalize on my revenge. At the next performance meeting with Bobby, Bobby was very pleased with the sudden uptick in new customers. He even asked me, what did you do to my account? I smiled and said, I reviewed your account and made a few tweaks. Have you seen any improvements? He absolutely did. He asked me, did this cost me anything extra? I go, nope. He ended up increasing our spend with us by about 40% on additional services after that. I googled Scott's business about a year later. He wasn't in business anymore. I wonder why. No, my company never caught on to me porting over the numbers, and I strongly suspect our legal department would not have been pleased. And there we have it. What a story. I thoroughly enjoyed that. If you did stick with it, and I hope you guys did through the beginning, which I admit was a little bit technical, then you got that lovely wholesome revenge at the end, which genuinely is one of my favorite revenges that I've seen in a long time like it wasn't incredible nothing amazing happened there wasn't an insane amount of karma but it was taking clients from a bad man and giving them to someone that deserved them that's lovely and yeah you're probably right op maybe it was illegal if anything it's definitely not you know good practice to do that because you waived a fee didn't tell your company about it etc etc nobody found out means yeah you knew you were doing something wrong but were you really though that's my question because if something is morally right is it wrong at all like imagine being bobby in this situation you're a hard-working dude you know you employ good people you do a great job you like working with op's company anyway and then you're like what's happening here i'm getting even more stuff you don't have to tell him about how you're doing this you don't have to charge him for it brilliant and then eventually it benefits you because he buys 40 percent more additional services anyway so your company's not going to be mad are they even if they never found out what you're really doing love the story scott's an idiot you did really well hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 